0: Welcome friends, you're listening to the mind body alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more all to create lasting change. Welcome back to the podcast. And thanks so much for being here. The Three Pillars of Successful Weight Loss is happening on Monday, September 26th. If you have not registered yet, then the clock is ticking. What the heck are you waiting for? Grab the link in the show notes and come hang out with Leslie Hooper, Laura Kalerai, and myself. And if you can't show up live, no stress, that's what a replay is for. But after you listen to this episode, I'm going to bet that you'll do everything that you can to show up. I wanna talk to you today about something that is going to separate you from the pack. I was listening to a podcast on business this morning and as I often do, when I learn something, I think about you. And so this episode inspired me and I hope the message also helps you get into the right headspace. If you're someone who's tried a lot of different strategies in order to lose weight, maybe over many years, then I would consider you someone who really wants it bad enough. I would consider you a hustler. I would consider you committed. But if that's the case, then why are you still struggling? Well, there are many answers to this question, most likely, but I bet a large part is in what I'm about to tell you. I've heard a lot of coaches who've had clients leave without results say the words, and I quote, They just didn't want it bad enough. What a load of shit. People do not invest their time, energy, money, and emotional bandwidth in places that don't matter to them, especially not over and over again. Of course, as coaches, we can't want it for you. We know that. But if we're being really honest, you don't just show up on our doorstep saying, I want to change my life if you don't actually want to do it. The disconnect is in the lack of understanding. I don't mean understanding when it comes to knowing the steps to take in order to lose weight. I'm not talking about the method that you use to get yourself into a calorie deficit or shed the pounds. What I'm talking about is a lack of understanding when it comes to human behavior. Both the client, you, and the coach are misunderstanding what it really takes on a mental and emotional level. We all want things to be as simple and easy as possible. That is very human of us. For more on this, make sure that you catch my episodes on dopamine. I recorded them a long time ago, so you're gonna have to scroll way back, but it will give you a lot of information about how your brain operates and why, honestly, we seek pleasure, but more importantly, avoid pain. I know that for myself, I'm constantly thinking about ways that I can make it as easy as possible for me and for my members to get the results that they're after. But at the end of the day, as my friend and partner Leslie Hooper always says, easy is earned. Conceptually, the steps that you have to take in order to see results are not difficult to understand. They take practice, but they aren't difficult to actually learn. But if as a leader, I'm making the assumption that what I tell you to do is a perfect solution and that you have to follow it perfectly, and that's the only way to succeed. Then I don't understand you. I'm leaving it up to chance that your life looks enough like mine for you to be able to make the same decisions that I would make, and that your lifestyle is similar enough that you would have the same obstacles to overcome that I have. Now that is a stretch. A really good example of this is when somebody says, everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. No, they do not. A jobless high school student does not have the same hours in a day as a mother working two jobs all on her own, trying to make ends meet without childcare. And so when you can't follow through on what I tell you to do, I'm left to assume that you don't have what it takes. And that is a lack of understanding. That is where my responsibility as a leader is to adjust. Now, on the flip side, you may lack the understanding of your own human behavior. In fact, you probably do. Although, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you might be on to yourself. So, when you don't follow through, you blame yourself for being weak-willed, undisciplined, and you stay frustrated. And while this isn't completely on your shoulders that you think this way because the diet industry has promised quick fixes since the beginning of, I don't know, its existence, it is now your responsibility to get real with yourself. This is going to be a bit of a kick in the ass because what I'm about to tell you is probably going to be a little booty clenching uncomfortable. Having a desire for a goal and a solid plan to get there will not make up for a shitty mindset, ever. Because human behavior shows us that people generally resist change and instinctively run away from things that feel difficult. It's easy to see why you've always got one foot out the door and you're ready to quit. The enthusiasm that you have when you get started quickly wanes when you're being emotionally challenged. Again, I'm all for the path of least resistance if it gives you the outcome that you want. But what you really need is the path of least resistance that still keeps you on the path and moving forward. Least resistance does not mean no resistance. So this podcast that I was listening to mentioned a concept called failure expectation and described two kinds of people. Person one expects the journey to be hard. If this is you, you expect to have to overcome multiple obstacles. You're not surprised when you feel like shit about having to make decisions that support your goals, especially on a hard day. You're ready for it because life is imperfect and things that are worth having don't often come easy. In other words, you expect to fail but not quit. You expect to fail as many times as it takes and you recognize that you'll have to pivot as you learn. Your attitude is that you're going to have to do some things you don't want to do in the moment to achieve the things you want long term. That doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean that you don't act lazy or that you don't skip things or go back to your old habits at times. You definitely will do those things along your journey. All change is bumpy and imperfect. But because you have an expectation that this is going to challenge you, The amount of time you spend in the bumpy areas is much shorter because you're not quitting. Person two expects it to be easy. If this is you, you've tried a number of quick fixes and you keep thinking the perfect solution is in the same places that burn you, like, I don't know, the latest celebrity diet. You expect that your willpower will be everlasting and enough to get you where you want to go. And where you want to go always has a timeline. You tend to think thoughts like, I only have to do this until 60 days are up, until 12 weeks, until the wedding. You don't expect it to be an ongoing growth challenge. Because you expect it to be easy or easy enough, you feel pretty down on yourself when it isn't. You start comparing yourself to everyone else that seems to have it all together You start comparing yourself to everyone else that seems to have it all together, and you wonder why it's just not working out for you. I've been a version of both of these people in my weight loss journey. I understand how it feels. Even when I was behaving as version one, I had the mindset of version two and ended up quitting in frustration eventually. But when I look back through my decades of weight loss efforts, I realize that I'm not actually a quitter, and neither are you. I was still in my learning process. I had to eliminate some things that didn't work for me. That means trying some things that sucked, believing some things that weren't true. But my time between failed attempts kept getting shorter and shorter. I learned to get back on the saddle and keep going until I figured it out. Sometimes I would repeat the same old bullshit, the same attempts over and over, but the pattern became, although frustrating, one of consistency. When people ask me what it costs to join the unstuffed program, for example, or they wonder what it's going to cost them to work with me one-on-one, I'm very transparent. I'm not going to make any kind of assumption about anyone's finances, but on average, the investment is significant, and it's significant for many reasons. The amount of time I spend with you may seem small, but the amount of time and energy I invest into you is significant. The amount of money that I invest into you is significant. The amount of focus I have and the energy I expend in managing my own mind so that I can best serve you is significant. I live what I teach. And to me, I'm worth it. I'm worth spending the time, energy, effort, and money in order for me to grow as a coach and serve my members fully. I'm worth investing in me. I get it when people pull back, when they hear what it's going to cost them financially, because I have and still do invest at that same level. It isn't easy, but the value that I've received in growing as a person is priceless. I would not be where I am without those investments, without mentors. The reason that I give you this example is because I want you to know that what you're getting into when it comes to weight loss is going to be a significant investment of your resources. When you wanna make a significant change, you're going to have to make a significant sacrifice. I'm not talking about a financial sacrifice or financial investment. In fact, I give away a lot of great stuff for free. You can listen to the podcast, figure it all out. You do you, I want you to succeed. I'm talking about a significant behavioral investment, the kind that makes you say, oh shit, I don't know how I'll do this, but I don't really need to know. I just need to get started. I need to trust that I will do it. It's investing in the belief that you have what it takes. And it's not about if, but when for you. You may often hear us talk about the 95% of people who go on diets will fail. And only 5% keep their weight off. And the big mystery is always, what are the 5% doing that everyone else is not? It's complex. There are some behavioral parallels between all the 5%ers and that's what everybody wants. What are their behaviors? What do they have to do? What are they changing? But the real reason they're successful is because they expect it to be hard. They expect to not want to do the things that they need to do and to do them anyway. They expect to have to give themselves a pep talk on hard days. They expect to have to hear their excuses and their bullshit and do nothing anyway. They know that they're going to get triggered and that the lazy version of themselves is going to show up. We all have one and they still do the work. It's not because it's easier for them. I assure you it's not. I realize that everyone has challenges and some are more difficult than others, but with all else being equal, the difference is in their mindset. It's because they have already created the expectation that it's going to be hard and have already decided that that is not a good enough reason to not do it. People give up all the time because they keep looking for more things that they can do instead of the versions of themselves they have to overcome in order to become the new person they want to be. That means accepting where you are right now and realizing that while you are absolutely worthy as is, no question, it's just not good enough for you to stay put. The beliefs and habits that you've inherited from your parents and the ones that you've picked up throughout your lifetime are not cutting it. Because you are worthy already, It doesn't feel good to quit when you know damn well you're capable of achieving what you want and you deserve better. I know deserve is a triggering word for people and that's okay. That really does come from this place where we are rooted in I don't deserve anything and therefore I don't chase anything and we make it like it's selfish and that there are limited amounts of self-esteem and well-being and ability to take care of ourselves out into the world. And that if we take care of ourselves, it makes it so that someone else cannot. We are not balancing the scales here. This is about doing the best that you can with the resources you have available to put yourself high on your priority list. When your lazy version shows up and tells you to just have a snack, veg out in front of the television, eat something because it just tastes too good, even though you're already full, just grab a few extra things through the drive-through, you've had a hard day, you deserve it, the 5% version of you asks yourself if that is going to give you a different result than the one you already have. And if you're really willing to settle on your goals for a few more bites of a store-bought cookie you'll ask yourself what the 2.0 version of yourself would be doing. Many of you can get to that question already. It's the emotional resistance that you haven't figured out how to experience while making the goal supporting choice. In other words, you haven't figured out how to let it suck without assigning a label like deprivation and unfair to it. This is not about being perfect or knowing all the right steps to take. I would argue that there aren't any perfect steps to take that are universal across the board. Again, there are some parallels, but you're an individual. That means your journey is going to be individual to you. This is all about continuing to take steps, even if you don't know if it's going to work out, even when you feel really scared, even when you are in resistance. A really clear example of this is when two people start the unstuffed coaching program, which is our 24-week fat loss program. And 24 weeks immediately makes people feel a little bit tense. Both of them start out enthusiastic. That enthusiasm gets them to show up on the coaching calls and do the work they're asked to do. During the sign-up period, they look at the coaching call schedule and notice that the times are inconvenient for them but because of their enthusiasm. They encourage themselves to sign up anyway, determined to make it work. Notice they are feeling enthusiastic, they're feeling encouraging, they're feeling determined, even though they can see their obstacles right in front of them. Of those two people, I will have the opportunity to coach one of them at minimum one time a week, but often several times. That does not mean the coaching times were easy for them. Or that they didn't have to ask for help or accommodations in order to show up in their life, like adjusting their lunch hour, preparing dinner in advance, getting up a little earlier, or taking the call from the parking lot before going into work. All of this has happened for our members. The other person shows up for the first few coaching calls and then slowly fades away. After they miss one or two calls, they start feeling like they're failing, and instead of putting themselves back into the community that can help them move forward, they start to avoid. They stop opening the emails, they stop replying when I'm checking on them, or they file all the emails away reminding themselves that they'll get to it eventually, you know, when life slows down. They get emotional relief from no longer having the obligation to put themselves in the line of fire and do the work. It's not because they don't want to. It's not because they don't have what it takes either. It all boils down to the mindset and misunderstanding how their own human behavior is playing a role here. It sounds a lot like my boss needed me to work extra and then I couldn't seem to get back on track. I was sick and couldn't exercise, so all my habits went out the window because if I can't do everything right, why bother doing any of it? School started and I just couldn't fit it into my schedule. It was the holiday season and it's just so busy this time of year. I didn't fill out my tracker, I didn't do any of the work, and before I knew it, I was eating in front of the TV again. I didn't even realize that I was doing it. That can all feel true, but it isn't. There's always a way to adjust, adapt, and troubleshoot your way to success because human behavior brings you down the path of least resistance, if you find a path of no resistance, you will hang out there. You have to, on purpose, shift yourself back. And this brings me full circle. When you expect it to be emotionally easy, easy to show up and do the work, then you will criticize yourself for not doing it to the point where you will avoid it. Then you'll blame yourself for not having what it takes because you don't recognize that your brain is guiding you down a path of low to no resistance in order to get relief. You'll look at the steps that you're asked to take and you'll wonder why you know exactly what to do and you're just not doing it. And you feel overwhelmed at even giving it another shot. Overwhelm is so interesting because the steps were the same when you felt enthusiastic and they didn't overwhelm you. But then when you look at them again, you start to feel overwhelmed. The circumstance has not changed. The only thing that has changed is the way that you are thinking about yourself when it comes to these steps. has nothing to do with your ability to sit your ass at a table and eat according to your body cues. Nada. has nothing to do with your ability to go for a walk a few times a week. It has everything to do with the lack of understanding that it's your mind that you have to overcome, not food, not your body. I know this is some serious, tough love, but it is love. I'm the kind of coach that will always tell you the truth. There will be times that I might even encourage you to take the easy way out. I might even argue that that is the best option because sometimes it is. But being mentally and emotionally resilient doesn't mean turning to stone. It means that you're willing to act like a big damn baby. When you don't feel like doing things, you can whine and complain and bitch but then you're going to put on your big girl panties and do the fucking work. Keep fucking going. The doors to the unstuffed program are opening October 4th. And if you're thinking that it sounds really good to give up dieting and eat the food that you love, to have a healthy relationship with food and feel like home in your body, then the unstuffed program is probably for you. It's not easy though. So if you sign up, I want you to do something for me. really. I want you to do something for you. I want you to commit to showing up. Show up messy. Show up imperfect. Show up willing to fail and learn, and allow yourself the gift of becoming the 2.0 version of yourself that you know you're capable of becoming. Raise your fucking hand and ask for help. Be the one who says, pick me. I am over this shit, and I need some support. Be the one that steps up and gets coached on as many calls as humanly possible, even when your inner critic is telling you to sit down and stop taking up so much space. Even when your inner critic tells you, but you haven't done enough and you should wait until you have something good to report before you join a call. Be the person that allows your brain to sit in judgment and act like a damn two-year-old, all while the version of you who reaches her goals says, I'm going to do it anyway even if you miss a week, even if you miss four, be the one that comes back, shows up, and doesn't quit. Be the one who stays committed throughout the entire thing and longer if need be, so that you can get where you know you're capable of going. What's the alternative? If you come into unstuffed with that attitude, you'll be unstoppable. You'll get the help you need, You'll help those who are struggling but don't dare speak up. Just by asking for the help that you need, you'll succeed. And I must say, we're making it easier than ever to be one of these people with some kick-ass bonuses this time around, and we have never offered them before. And I'm not sure if we'll offer them again. So stay tuned for that, but mark your calendar because some of these bonuses are limited. And to be honest, they'll be gone fast. Remember... This isn't about going hard or going home. This is about staying committed, even when it sucks. This is about showing up, even if you've been half-assing because you know what's on the other side and you want it and you deserve it. The real commitment isn't about being perfect or getting it all right. It's about continuing to reinvest in yourself, even when you don't feel worthy of it. And all of us go through that. Reinvest into figuring it out. That's what the 5% know. That's what the 5% will do. And that is how the 5% become the 5%. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you loved this episode, please share it on your social media and tag me. All my information is in the show notes, write and review the podcast. It helps me so much more than you know. I really appreciate those of you who take the time to do that. It means the world to me. If you have any thoughts on this episode, questions about Unstuffed or about the episode or ideas for the future episodes that are going to be on the podcast, please reach out. My email address is in the show notes and my inbox is always, always, always open for you. I would love to celebrate a win with you, help you overcome an obstacle, answer your questions, or just find out who is on the other side of this microphone listening to me go on and on and on about all the things. Have a great rest of your week and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.